This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnson. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English. Episode number 154, baby. Oh yeah. And boy, oh boy, do we have a fantastic episode today. Something a bit different, okay? I know it's Monday, so you're probably thinking, oh, Dan the Man's here, Boom Boom Cannon's here. No, we have something different because we have an incredible guest. Um, As you know, I usually do these Expert Secrets episode on a Thursday, but as we have got such a big name, I want to put her on the main stage on the Monday podcast so everybody listens. Um, So in today's episode, I speak to Lydia from Language Mentoring. Um, She is a big inspiration for me. She um, spoke at the conference I went to recently in Berlin, and she does lots of these speaking events at important events. For example, um, she did a TED Talk and the TED Talk has over 4 million views. That's right. You heard that correctly. Over 4 million views. Um, In fact, the day we recorded this episode, she was actually speaking at the Polyglot Conference in Bratislava. But she still took the time to speak to us and share some of her secrets of language learning. And there are a lot of secrets in today's episode. Um, But there is no rock and roll vocabulary today. Um, But I will speak to you again at the end just to recap on all of the best points that Lydia gives us. So here is the conversation. Happy listening. So hello, Lydia, and welcome to Rock and Roll English. Hi. Hi, Martin. Thank you for having me here. No problem. Thank you very much for accepting the invitation because I know you are a very busy person. Um, Just to give listeners a very brief introduction, um, I know that you have worked as an interpreter for some very famous people. Um, You're a public speaker, a polyglot, and you have done a recent TED Talk. And the last time I checked, there were just the four million views. So, you know, not not bad. Um, that was a very Thank quick you. introduction, but fill in the gaps for us and tell us the other things. Um, yeah, so um, you mentioned I'm a polyglot, so language learning has always been my mm-hmm. greatest hobby. And uh, so first I worked as an interpreter, but then I changed my profession. And now mm-hmm. I do a thing called language mentoring, which means I help people learn languages by themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, that's what I do right now. Okay, yeah, we're going to talk um, a lot more about that in a minute. But first of all, I know that you speak nine languages. Is this right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm learning my ninth language right now. Okay. <laughs> um, so, how? Explain to <laughs> us normal people how that is possible. Well, that's the thing. I, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm special in any way. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I, it's not normal in the way that people don't normally need to learn so many languages. But I honestly mm-hmm. believe that it doesn't take any, any special skills or talent or anything. It's just I, I've spent 20 years of my life learning languages because I loved it so okay. much. And I usually mm-hmm. take a language for, for two years. I learn it very intensively. And when I achieve a level that I'm comfortable uh, with, that I'm like fluent in, uh, then, mm-hmm. then I move on to another language. Sure. Um, Yeah, I really like that, actually, because I hear so many times people say to me, you know, I'm just not I'm just not good at languages. That's that's a very frequent thing. I I think people Mm. believe this because um, at school, if you if you had any any foreign languages at school and you were not good at it, 
that's what you would believe, right? That, that's what maybe yeah, the teacher exactly. told you, you are not good at languages. Mm. Um, but actually, I know so many polyglots and the usual polyglot story is that they really sucked at languages at school and then they started to learn by themselves and suddenly it started working and today they speak 15, you know. Sure. It's really yeah, not no, uncommon exactly. to hear that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I tell students as well. It depends as well. Well, the main thing is the motivation. I always tell them how much they, how much time they spend with it. Because, well, obviously, work as an English teacher, so I get some people that come like twice a week, do nothing else for the rest of yeah. the week, and then we have other people that do a lot of work outside that obviously do better. So mm. you know, it's it's not rocket science. At, exactly. <laughs> at the end of the day. But I believe this is the problem. If people just sign up for a course, they believe. That's mm. it, you know, they, they check their box of, okay, I want to learn this language. I signed up for the course and that's it. And unfortunately, it, many, many language schools even make their students believe that that really is it. Mm. And they even tell them, you will have no homework. But I believe if you, if you don't do anything besides those lessons, it will take you ages to be able to say anything. And, and it will not be fluent anyway. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because I have sometimes have this impression people just want me to put the knowledge directly into the brain, exactly. um, which doesn't really work. And I know you, you're quite big on this as well. You have uh, um, something that you say that you believe you cannot be taught a exactly. language. So explain more about that, because that's very interesting. Yeah, I, I believe that languages can only be learned. They cannot be taught. And I'm by far mm -hmm. not the only one saying this. Uh, there are a lot of other people, polyglots, people teaching languages who say that. Um, but I, I made this the, the most important thing in, um, in, in my courses. So when, when people join my courses to, to learn a language, they don't expect me to teach them because they can learn a language I don't even speak. This is the, this is the best thing about it. Uh, so far, we've had people with 25 languages. You know, most oh, wow. of them I don't even speak. And, and so I can help people learn, I don't know, uh, Farsi, Chinese, Korean, whatever languages mm -hmm. that I don't speak because it's about the work that they do. Right. My okay. job is to tell them about the methods that work and um, and to help them with the motivation. That definitely okay. is quite important, too. But otherwise, yeah, they, exactly. need, they need to do the work. They need to find the resources that suit them and just find a way to have fun with the language. That's like the most important thing. Sure. Absolutely. Yes. Certainly. Motivation and fun. Well, I mean, if you if you're not having fun, then you haven't got the motivation generally. Um, exactly. So tell us, like specifically, give us maybe one or two specific things that you do. So you said, for example, you help people that are learning languages that you don't even speak. So just give us a couple of things that you specifically do to help them. Right. Okay. So when we speak about people who are not complete beginners, uh, who have already had some basics and maybe want to refresh them, uh, the first thing I, I ask them to do is to decide what they want to focus on in the next two months. Because I, I okay. think one shouldn't try to improve reading and writing and listening and speaking all of these at the same time while okay. doing grammar exercises and working on the pronunciation. I think people should pick uh, two or three areas and, and give all their focus on, on those. Because if okay. you, for example, if you want to improve your listening skills and you only listen, I don't know, five minutes a day, it will take you so long to see any progress, mm. right? But let's say you do one hour of listening now for two or three weeks. And I assure you that after three weeks, you will definitely see uh, an improvement in your listening skills. Sure. So I think this really helps to, to put all your effort into a few skills and then work, work on mm -hmm. those. Because uh, the only thing that motivates us most is our own success, right? So, absolutely. So yeah. if, we, if we see some improvement after two or three weeks, then we definitely want to continue. Of course, yeah. Um, so let's say someone comes to you, because the most common one, I suppose, is speaking. What... 
um because you said you give them the method the techniques right. what um maybe one technique sure. um, could you give us that maybe you give to your students okay so one very obviously if you want to speak you just need to speak a lot right there is like no other way there are no special techniques or games mm -hmm. or anything you just need to get a lot of speaking practice that's it sure uh, for many people it's intimidating if they don't have a lot of experience speaking to native speakers so for those mm -hmm. i usually suggest to start with self-talk uh, which is a okay. wonderful method where you basically talk mm -hmm. to yourself right it seems mm -hmm. pretty simple or maybe even weird but if you if you turn it into a regular thing which you do every day maybe while you i don't know wash the dishes or you're in the shower or you're walking mm -hmm. to the bus station or whatever um you can actually get a lot of speaking practice because you you just tell tell yourself um i don't know what you're going to do today what you did yesterday uh, what are your plans for the summer right or mm -hmm. for example if you if you don't have any topic then you just take um, your phone you look at a random picture in your gallery which you took uh, two weeks ago with okay. your family reunion and you tell your imaginary friend you know who was there and what was happening so you kind of pick mm -hmm. any any topic you like and you make sure you practice speaking and okay. if after a few days you realize that you don't know some words then it's easy to to look them up because you know okay this is the word that I always try to use and I just don't know it Right? Sure, so yeah, this no, is just a, to see what vocabulary you're missing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you kind of fill in the gaps in your vocabulary. Yeah. And and this is a really great way to, to start speaking and to improve your speaking skills. Sure. So do you give students kind of specific goals to say, for example, this week, um, you, I want you to talk to yourself for at least three hours. I don't know, something like this. Yeah, we, we do little challenges like this. But most important mm -hmm. thing is everybody has their individual plan. So oh, we don't okay. do things which are uh, common for everyone because some people join, they don't, they don't really need to practice speaking. Maybe they just want to understand the language when reading something. Mm -hmm. So for those, uh, they concentrate on their own methods and, and goals. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it sounds very motivating having someone follow you just to basically keep you motivated. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's, it's very important. The most, most difficult thing about learning by yourself is if you are really doing it by yourself, uh, motivation will struggle after a few sure. weeks, right? So what we are trying to do um, is build a community of people who are learning by themselves. We put them into mm -hmm. online groups of 50 people and then it's a, it's a very lively community that supports each other, helps each other. Okay, fantastic, yeah. yeah. Very nice. Um, so obviously um, you yourself, you've learned, well, you, you said you're on your ninth language now. I saw in your TED talk that um, you like to vary all of your language learning methods. Right. Um, I saw as well, you, for example, um, read books that you've already read. Um, I think you spoke about Harry Potter in right. your um, TED talk, mm -hmm. which I'm actually reading in Italian now. Cool. Um, I just thought I'd... How's it, how's it going? Uh, yeah, well, I've, I've read the first one and I'm on the second one, but I've actually never read them in English. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, a, I'm new to the Harry Potter game, although <laughs> that does sound quite strange, I suppose. <laughs> well, but, it's not um, for everyone, what, but now what, you, will, you will know it in Italian, right? Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. Um, so what other methods do you um, do? You do? do you recommend? Um, I know you've got some like um, language learning principles that you that you right. stick by. So what are they? Yeah, so basically all the methods that I use are always based on four main principles. And wh okay. whatever I do in language learning and whatever I advise my students to do is to make sure you have fun when learning a language, uh, mm -hmm. use effective methods, uh, use them systematically. So create a system, a plan in your learning 
and make sure okay. you have a lot of contact with the language. So spend a lot of time with it, basically. And okay. um, if you, whatever you do, like for example, the Harry Potter book is, is a good example. It was um, a text that I really liked uh, reading because it was mm -hmm. my favorite book as a child. Mm -hmm. uh, I did it every day for, uh, let's say, half an hour. So it, that was the mm -hmm. system. Uh, it was a very effective method be because I combined uh, listening and reading at the same time. So it was an audio book together oh, yeah. with an okay. ebook, right? Mm. And uh, yeah, and and I, I mean, I, I read several books in Spanish, so that was enough contact for me to actually help me improve my Spanish uh, mm -hmm. a lot. So okay. uh, other methods that I like to recommend, for example, for vocabulary, it's also quite mm -hmm. a, like with speaking, that's the number two usually that people want to, uh, the, the sure. second priority that people want to improve. Uh, I really love the gold list method. I don't know if you heard about it. No, um, I haven't. Tell us more about it's, it. It's um, it's a really interesting method, quite popular with polyglots, and it it was mm -hmm. um, it's a method created by one of the polyglots, David James. It's basically uh, a very simple method. You take a um, notebook and you write a list of twenty words with their translation in your language, and okay. and you just write a list every day, and you keep doing it every day for two weeks, and you don't look back at the words uh, in the previous uh, lists. And then two weeks from the first list, you look at them and you test yourself how many you remember. And you will see that you actually remember 30%. They stay in your long-term mm. memory. Because whatever we learn, if we are you know, at ease, if we are feeling comfortable, we simply remember 30%. But when, okay. you are, when you're actually learning it, you don't know which words are those 30%. It's very subconscious. Okay. Yeah. So you let your long-term memory kind of pick the things that it wants to remember and you rewrite the rest of the words. And then you do it again in two weeks mm. and again in two weeks and you kind of filter, distill this list of vocabulary. And it's it seems like magic because you're just rewriting lists of vocabulary and uh, and it's learning by itself. You know, you don't need to do anything. You don't need to memorize, cram it, mm. do flashcards, anything like that. So, oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah I mean, cool obviously, method. this is like a proven method with poly polyglot. So, you know, if it works for these people, then exactly. it's definitely worth trying. Um, one thing, I, a question that just popped into my mind, actually, when we were talking about Harry Potter, for example, just last night I was reading it. And obviously, there are a few words that I don't understand in Italian. What's your sort of advice on that? Um, because I, do, I just kept going. Very good. I, I didn't have the energy to stop. It was quite late at night to go and look up the words. But what do you suggest? Because I was thinking, oh, I will come back. But then I, if I think about it, I probably won't because I'm a bit lazy. But yeah. um, what, what's the advice you can give for this, for right. reading? It's very important that you keep going and that it's still interesting for you. So one thing that people mm -hmm. often do, and I think that's a mistake, is uh, underline every word that they don't know, right? And after the and maybe even look it up, maybe write it down somewhere. But they usually get to page three, and that's it. You don't want to continue because it's a lot exactly, at the beginning, yeah. right? And that's normal. But I always suggest keep reading. Don't worry if you don't understand everything; it will become clearer later. And if you mm -hmm. want to grow your vocabulary, I would suggest a systematic way to do it. So, for example, uh, underline just two new words or expressions on each page, right? Okay. Or maybe have, um, let's say, I will read ten pages without underlining anything. And I will do four pages underlining new expressions, right? Mm. So I, you always need to find this balance because you want to make it fun. And it's not fun if you, if you stop at every word <laughs> you don't know, right? And, but sure. at the same time, you want to make it effective. So underlining with the combination of faster reading, it's, I think it's a, it's a perfect way to do it. Okay, yeah, no, I like that. Again, it comes back to one of your four principles of having like systems in place. So important, yeah. 
Totally. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so when going back to that principle as well, what other systems would you sort of recommend or would you have a weekly plan of, for example, on Monday, I'm going to do this on Tuesday? How, how would you organize this right. system? Um, so I don't suggest doing different things like Monday this and Tuesday this. What I, mm-hmm. I usually like to think of a week, the week as a unit and okay. to give um, to give uh, myself a plan for the week. So, for example, okay. um, I suggest spending one hour a day with the language. Like, if you manage to do that, you will improve quite fast. Um, it's sure. very motivating. If you if you can do 15 minutes or 20 minutes, that's okay. But if you can get it to one hour, even if it's like 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there, 20 mm-hmm. minutes there, that's perfect. That's the best. And okay. so, if you realize what your three priorities are, let's say it's speaking, vocabulary, and listening, right? Um, then you want to have, I don't know, two, three hours of conversation with someone. Maybe some of them will be self-talk. For vocabulary, you want to do your gold list for 20, 30 minutes a day, maybe. And for listening, you just want to use the dead time of the day when you walk to work or, you know, you do something. Mm -hmm. So you just listen to podcasts or some YouTube videos uh, while doing something else. So you don't even need to find that extra time. And yeah. in, in this way, if you if you have these three methods, then that's that's a perfect plan that you can keep for two months, and then you will definitely see improvement. Sure, absolutely. And are you still doing this at the moment with your ninth language? Uh, not right now. I'm, I'm having a little break with my Swahili um, uh-huh. because actually, so I, I decided to learn Swahili because I wanted to go to Tanzania, and mm-hmm. I have everything planned. But the thing is, I'm having some health problems, like coughing for six weeks. And oh, right, yeah, sorry. and I cannot take the yellow fever um, vaccination, so okay. I need to wait and see if I even get to Tanzania in August. And if I don't, so my motivation right now for Swahili is kind of waiting. You know, if I don't go to Tanzania, oh, okay. I don't really, I don't really have the motivation to keep learning just for the sake of oh, it. Right. Okay, I mean, yeah. after Again, comes after back twenty to that motivation, yeah, exactly. After yeah. especially after twenty years of learning a language, you don't just learn a language for learning's sake. You know, sure, absolutely. But it's very motivating to know that someone that's had all the success that you have had in language learning that you you still do that though i mean because you obviously you've done that for all of those eight languages right. and again if you've got someone with proven results i mean the simple thing is just to follow follow the advice from these people so that, that is exactly um, why we are so grateful that you are you've taken the time to speak to us oh my pleasure <laughs> um and one other thing, when um, we spoke last time, you gave some great advice about moving from B2 to C1 because many people that listen to this podcast I know um, are in that level and I kind of class myself in that level in Italian. I always think if I've had two beers, only two, I'm C1. Mm. If I have more than two, then it's a problem. Mm-hmm. But um, if I have only two, I'm C1. But I'm very much on that, on the brink kind of thing. Um, so what's your advice about how to move from B2 to C1? Right. Well, before I say the advice, I need to say um, you need to ask yourself the question whether you really need the C1. Because mm-hmm. I personally believe that having a good, solid B2 is a perfect goal for any language mm-hmm. learner who doesn't want to work with the language professionally. So if, you're not, mm-hmm. if you don't want to be a translator, interpreter, language teacher, then I think if you aim for a really good B2, you're good. That's actually what I try to achieve in all my languages. I mean, I have a few C languages, but right now if I learn any new one, I'm just going to get them to a B2 level. Sure. Um, Yeah, I remember you mentioned this last time we spoke about to get to C1, 
you'll have to read like legal contracts yeah, because and so stuff the vocabulary like B, B2 is, uh, is, is enough because uh, you can have a conversation with anyone about almost anything, right? And mm-hmm. exactly, if you want to have a C1, that's for, that's for professionals, right? So you do sure. need to make sure you read legal texts and texts about uh, IT and healthcare and uh, agriculture. You, know, you need to know mm. a lot more words. And many people think of um, getting from B2 to C1 as a little step, you know, like, oh, I just need to, as you said, I just need to uh, spend a little bit more time. But actually, um, if, you, if you take the time that it took you from zero to B2, that's exactly the time you need from B2 to C1. Mm. So it's kind of yeah. doubled, right? Sure. That, that's really interesting. I'm sure it's almost a relief to many people <laughs> because I've had so many people that, um, as I said, listen to this podcast that are around that level saying, well, I'm just not making any progress. But I mean, as you've just explained, how difficult it is to make that what seems like a little jump. Like if you go from A2 to B1, that's not such a big jump right. but as you just explained that b2 to c1 is a big jump it is yeah definitely so but that that's why i tell people not to worry too much about it i know many people want to take a certificate and just have it on paper and feel like they're progressing but if you can mm-hmm. keep your b2 fluent then uh you you're really definitely a winner at language learning it's not it's sure. not easy right so so no, make sure you stay in yeah. touch with the language and enjoy it especially I think if you get to a good B2, that's your time to really start enjoying the language. Watch films and movies and, and series and read books. Speak to people, right? Because you can do Absolutely. that on that level. Fantastic. Um, okay, well, Lydia, thank you very much for coming on the show and um, giving us all of these tips. But before you go, tell us where we can find out more about you. Right. So my, my uh, website is languagementoring.com. Mm-hmm. And you can mm-hmm. also find language mentoring on Facebook and on Instagram and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Or you can watch my 10-minute TED Talk to have a shorter version of, you know, what language learning is for me. Sure, absolutely. Um, everything that Lydia just mentioned will be on the show notes, though, um, to this episode. So you can go there and find all of the links there. But um, thank you again, Lydia, um, for taking the time. My pleasure. Well, we really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so thank you very much again, Lydia, for taking the time to talk to us. Um, Let's have a look at the main takeaways. Um, I thought one of the most important points was that she said there are no special skills in language learning. Um, Even if Lydia speaks eight languages and is learning her ninth, there is no magic trick. She said that she has been doing this for over 20 years years and she learns the languages very intensively so just have a think for a minute about how much work she has put into learning these languages Um, another really important point um, was when she said languages cannot be taught they can only be learned Um, that i think is fantastic advice you can have the best teacher in the world but at the end of the day you are the one that needs to internalize it in your brain using systems that she mentioned her four basic principles of fun, effective methods to do it systematically and to have lots of contact with the language. She also spoke about motivation and said how important it can be if someone's just following you because if you do this completely on your own with no other help, you know, it can be difficult. It can obviously be done but it can be difficult. Um, She gave us a great method for learning vocabulary, the gold list method. Um, On the show notes, episode page 154, I will have a link that takes you to a site that explains that in more detail. 
Um, she gave us a good technique for reading as well. Just underline maybe two words on a page, then go back and look at them later. Um, also to look at each week as a unit. Don't think I'm going to do this Monday, this Tuesday, this Wednesday, because that can be a bit difficult. Look at a week as a unit and decide what you want to do. I also thought it was great advice when she spoke about going from B2 to C1. First of all, ask yourself the question, do you need this professionally? Because as she said, to get from zero to B2 is the same amount of effort to get from B2 to C1. So again, don't think, oh, I've been trying to get from B2 to C1 for such a long time. I must be terrible at languages. We've just heard from an expert, a real expert, how difficult it is to make that jump. And she said, enjoy the language at B2, the level you are at now. Have fun with it. Listen to podcasts, watch films and just have fun, baby. Um, I would like to thank Lydia again for taking the time to speak to us here at Rock and Roll English. I hope you enjoyed the episode, everyone. I will speak to you all again next week. But in the meantime, just keep on rocking, baby. Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.